welcome to Rugged Theology, where we talk church planting, theology, and drink coffee. And we're back at Rugged Theology. We haven't gone for a little while, so welcome back to the podcast. I've been wanting to use that button for a very long time. Um, but we are back after a bit of a break. We've had a busy uh, four weeks, along with COVID. COVID, ov- obviously, uh, not obviously, it also hit our office, so a few of us were out there. Uh, but today, for a bit of a recap on what we've been up to, I have Mr. Matthew Leahy. Hey. I thought you were going to headbutt the mic for a second. Like, I didn't know what you're no, doing. I was I was expecting to start with Dave first because I'm the farthest away. And I know I want to throw you off. Up, right? People who are pay attention. Yeah. Keep up. Hey, and hey, everyone. We have David Drover. Hello, hello. Now hey, you're really throwing it off. And last and definitely least, Curtis Rogers. <laughs> oh, that was we mint. love you, Curtis. I love it. Uh, All right, guys. Um, so for those uh, listening, we spent uh, a week at. T4G down in Louisville. 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 <laughs> Don't say that. No, 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 Louisville. You, no, you can say Louisville. You can say Louisville, but you can't say Louisville. That's right. Right? That's, that's what, what, that's what our that's, that's what our uh, Uber driver said. Um, yeah, it's like spelled Louisville, but you, you say it Louisville. Louisville. Just say it with confidence and then you got marbles in your throat and you're... Basically, well, dude, there's literally that shop, that like souvenir shop, where right. it's had like L U H Ville, Lovel, like they had different ways you can pronounce Lovel. it. Uh, but we were down there for the last T4G conference, and we represented Model One Mission. Yep. And I figured it'd be good for our listeners to hear about you know what we've been up to, why there's been a four month, bro- four month, four week break, and uh, if we, there's been any fruit from it, what kind of stories we have. So this was the last T4G conference they're going to do uh for um, a good number of us it was our first ever t4g conference dave you went to one before right yep and matt did you go to one no i I was just dave just dave guys what was what was your biggest takeaway from the conference and what what did you enjoy about the conference you know we went down and there was about twelve thousand people most people i've ever seen in my life uh but for you guys what, what was your biggest takeaway from the conference what did you like about it Okay, so everyone's looking at me, so I guess I can go first. Um, Give her. So I, I really, I, the whole conference was amazing. It was just, you know, it was nice to travel again. It was nice to get out and just not have to wear a mask all the time. It was just nice to see people and to talk to people and fellowship and just get to know the Mile One team a bit better and on a deeper level. And just, it was just nice to get out. Um, but as far as the conference, one of the things that I really, really took away uh, from it and stood out to me was uh, Shailin. So th- there was a number of speakers at the conference, a number of plenary speakers. And Shailin, he's a, a Christian rapper, um, and he, he brought a fantastic message at the conference. Like I was, it, it brought me to tears, to be honest. I sat in my chair afterwards and I was sobbing. And I, I don't, I don't, it, I don't really cry over listening to people preach very often, um, but not this time his message was, it really hit me. And here's why. So in, in his message, he was talking about, you know, as, as pastors and as uh, people who, you know, church planners, you know, sometimes we get caught up in, and we love theology. We love doctrine. We love church practice. And f- tragically, we love that more than we love Christ. 
And it, it really hit me um, because it, it caused me to ask myself, like, Matt, is that true of you? Like, do you love Christ more than you love theology? Do you love Christ more than this, that, and the other thing? And so it, it really caused me to wrestle with, like, do, is, it, like, is what he's saying true? And the other thing that really stood out to me about what he uh, was preaching on was, um, you know, remembering Christ in everything, right? So when you're sinning, remember that Christ was victorious. When you're struggling, remember that Christ is our great high priest who's able to empathize with all our weakness. And he was just in this beautiful contrast. Um, and, and then he, he brought me in this kind of aligns with the whole, do you love theology more than Christ? And he said, remember when you came to saving faith, before you had all the theology, before you had all the doctrine, before everything that you now know, remember that time when it was just you and Christ before everything started coming into, and that's not to say that doctrine theology is, is wrong, but, or, or you shouldn't study it cause you should. Um, but it was just that if, for me, it was that moment of just reminder that there was a time when I had, you know, I wasn't impacted by this, that, and the other thing. And I like, it was a pure time when it was just me and Christ. And anyway, so that, that really stood out to me, not to say that it's not just me and Christ now, but it just feels like the more, the longer you live, the more you learn and the more you learn, the less, you know, and you just get all overcome with this, that, and the other thing. And it just brought me to a point where I was like, man, I remember that time. And it was just much, much more simple, much more, yeah. So and that, that, yeah, that was me. Kind of like when you first like met your wife or, you know, girlfriend at the time and you know, what it felt like. And, mm those butterflies and mm. so are you and jesus tight now like are you good i uh, uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> yeah david curtis what did you like about the conference yeah i mean I, I i can jump in so yeah i think shylan's talk was was also probably my my favorite sermon throughout the whole the whole thing and, and it was actually also for for myself um couple kind of what hp charles challenged us with just just a little bit before um, but yeah, also just before maybe I, I get into me too, I just want to make sure for anybody listening, we're not saying that theology is a bad thing. And that's I know right. that, that's not what you meant at all, Max. I know, I mean, we chatted about what, what you were feeling at the conference and stuff like that. But I think often it's very easy for us to even become prideful about what we know mm -hmm. and love knowledge more than love God. And I think, right. yeah, so it's not that theology or doctrine are bad. And that's what Shailen preached as well. Right. Um, but exactly. yeah. Yeah, so just to, to throw that out there too. But I mean, so H coupling that that sermon, that whole point, remember Christ. Um, H.B. Charles earlier challenged um, everybody there basically with the question, are we so busy that we forget the significance of our salvation? Mm. And it's like, I think a lot of times we probably are too busy. Um, and we don't really take that time to reflect. We don't mm. take that time to focus on the gospel. Um and I mean, he did a great job in his sermon, but there is an element too where you're you're kind of then going, well, okay, so how do I, like, if that's me, so if I'm too busy that I, or if I've forgotten the significance, how do I remember that? And then I just think Shylin's message of remember Christ was just so powerfully coupled with that. So I think that was that was a huge highlight, just very encouraging. I would, um, I would encourage, like, if anyone's curious about this message yeah, YouTube. from Shailen, yeah, go to YouTube, look, look up T4G, and actually, I shared it with someone earlier, it's out about the 19-minute mark of the of the sermon where he goes mm -hmm. into the contrast between 
this and then yeah. remember Christ. And Watch the whole sermon though, because it's a really good. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but so two other quick things. So I think like Duncan's message for me too was was really, really good. It was actually the last one. Um, and he just preached, he preached kind of from from the Old Testament and and kind of followed that through in a whole bunch of passages, but like Second Samuel 7 with the promise to David. And he talked about how there was a problem of the fact that basically over hundreds of years, God's people knew that God promised something, but didn't see it happening. And his whole point was basically that, and as he kind of walked through and then, and then went to Matthew and started, you know, opening up the New Testament, how God did eventually fulfill that promise is that God is faithful and that we can trust in his promises. And I can remember going through, you know, he, he, he spent a long time kind of unpacking the theology and going through some texts and I was all on board. And I was like, yeah, this is good. Like, this is really good stuff. But then he says, at, at, he lands the plane so well. And he said, and you know what? God said he's going to build his church. And when he said that, and I'll just kind of was like, whew, <laughs> that, that can be a promise that I think I struggle with to, to really believe at mm-hmm. times, um, especially in a church planning ministry mm-hmm. when things can be discouraging. Um, so just to hear that was super encouraging. And then lastly, I mean, for me, I, I love the singing. Um, just being in a room full of people singing out old hymns, new hymns of the faith, um, with nothing but a piano and, and voices who are just... Right, it was so out. simple. It's a beautiful, beautiful mm. thing to be a part of, so... Yeah, um, for me, I guess the... Obviously, the music, I was going to touch on that too, but um, I guess the, the speakers that probably resonated the most for me was John Piper, Alistair Begg, and Kevin DeYoung. I think mm-hmm. uh, if you go search those sermons up, they were, I don't know, just really convicting and really great to hear. So you'll spend like the rest of your weekend just yeah, all watching. Just catch up on <laughs> catch up on T four G twenty two. Yeah, don't binge Star Wars or Lord of the Rings. Go binge T four G. Yeah, there you go. Um, well, P- Piper Piper especially was really convicting with this whole because because Kevin Young preached a message. I think it was the first one about justification, and and it was all about how all of us, all of us have guilt. And we need to do something with it, and we all and we all end up inevitably doing something with it. And talking about in our culture today, you know, we all feel this this level of guilt. And some of us, our solution is to um, just to blame somebody else for the things that we've done. Or some of us is to have this sort of, or if we don't do that, then we just have this sense of guilt bearing over us constantly that we always have to atone for ourselves. But he's like with with Christ you actually have a place to go with your guilt. You, you you don't just need to shove it off on somebody else, and you don't just need to perpetually live with it. You actually have someone that you can give it to, and 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 Christ died, and, and and when you trust in him, that guilt is laid upon his shoulders. It's taken off of yours, and so it was all about justification, about we actually have a place to go um, with our guilt, and he connected it really well with, um, with a lot of things— things in our culture right now. Um, and then Piper's sermon was all about sanctification. So it was sort of following up Kevin DeYoung's on justification. And it was really, um, it was really good to hear because he was, he was just preaching, you know, holiness and things like that, which is, which is an unpopular thing in, in, in a lot of churches nowadays, but it's something that uh, needs to be taught with that backdrop of justification by grace alone through faith alone um, and all that. And, and he did that really well. But I, I appreciate him going that going that extra mile to to preach that that firmly about you know the need to 
to fight for holiness and to be killing sin and all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course the singing as well. I mean, just, I don't think I've ever been in a context like, like that. Normally, you know, I, I guess I've been to a couple conferences here, like, like YC and stuff like that. Normally it's like the classic, like dim lights, fog, fog machine and like yeah, loud, yeah, yeah. loud music, loud, you know, worship band, uh, and heavy synths and like guitar, guitars and everything Bass like that. You in the chest, yeah, right? exactly. But here it was literally just Matt Merker up front on a baby grand piano or on a grand piano, and and then twelve thousand voices singing, and you could hear the whole place singing along. And, and I think almost every song we sang a cappella on the last um, verse or chorus, and you know it was just awesome to hear everybody else singing like passionately, loudly. Um, yeah, it was yeah, great. it was pretty great. After, uh, I mean, you guys have talked about it a bit, but Charlene's message again. Like after that one, I looked at, uh, I think it was Steve Bragg, and I said, I think I just, I think I just became a Pentecostal again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it was a fantastic message, and uh, but uh, I just got a few notes here from some of the speakers, and I mean, so Curtis, you brought up like um, Kevin DeYoung's was really good about justification. Um, he brought up something here I got written down, and it says, it says the world only seems to repent of its ancestors' sins and guilt. <laughs> and not, not their own. Yeah, and that's yeah, something exactly. that we do see a lot yeah, today. Yeah, we do, yeah. Um, and, um, but we have to realize that, you know, we make mistakes too. We're not so enlightened or so far advanced that we're yeah. with our own guilt, our own sin. Yeah. And he also made a point to say that in order to be morally okay, to feel like we're morally okay... We seek a sense from everyone around us that they need to accept this in their lives too. That this is okay. Yeah. yeah. Which again, we do see a lot of. Yeah. Like, it's like if you believe this is okay, like, why does it matter that I disagree with you that I think it's a sin? Uh, but uh, you seek the sense of like, you need to accept everything about me and make it okay. Yeah. Right? Instead of like, these are, we all have our own sin that we need to bring before Jesus or need to be forgiven, need to deal with. Yeah, and his, and his point was that it was like, that's actually a system where there, it, it's a system where if you screw up, there's actually no path to repentance or forgiveness for mm-hmm. you, which is a shame because Jesus offers all of that in abundance. Um, and I got a few things here from Shiloh, actually, because there was a part where he started going on like this crazy, like, I don't know what you would so, say, like monologue of like remembering Jesus and all this stuff. So sh- it was like a partial partial rap. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's a hip hop artist. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for context for people, so he has he has plenty of songs. You can go look them up on Spotify, Apple Music. So, so he uses rhyme and rhythm in his sermon, and just it's it's just so powerful when you go and see it. I think that's what you're referring to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if going. I got it all in order here, but some of the stuff. Remember Jesus Christ. Remember his glorious person. Remember that he is the Word. Remember, he's equal in essence with the Father. Remember his preexistence. Remember that Jesus fulfilled the law perfectly. And it goes on, on, right? Remember that he conquered Satan and death. When you're tempted to sin, remember that he himself was tempted and is able to empathize with us. Remember he has overcome the world. When you're healthy, remember to give him thanks. When your finances are tight, remember Jesus says that God provides even for the sparrows. Like the guy just laid out scripture again and again and again. And you couldn't help but remember, like Matt said, like, again, that first love you have for Jesus. Mm -hmm. And like, this is the God I serve. Mm -hmm. This is the man who was God in the flesh, who came and taught and died for us so that we could know and be made right with God. And it was just, it was just an amazing time. 
Yeah. So let, let's just say, like, if you have 30 minutes, just just go and watch that sermon. It's so encouraging. Just All right, guys. So, yeah, yeah no, <laughs> absolutely. Like, yeah, binge. So binge T4G, and then you can go binge Star Wars or something. Like, I have nothing against that, but... <laughs> Uh, so, guys, we also represent the model and mission while we're down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've done it before. Matt's done it before. Dave's done it before. Curtis, you haven't. No, not as um, so. It did quite well, though. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get into that now, and we'll find out if Curtis really Let's did get the well. numbers out, and we'll see. <laughs> uh, but for some of us, regardless, or irregardless, irregardless it was uh, It's the first time since 2019, since pre-COVID, that we've been able to represent model and mission at a conference. So what was that like for you guys? I I love it. I mean, I, I love the just the general atmosphere of conferences. And, and something that I love about T4G2 is, I mean, typically the people you're talking to, not everybody, but a lot of the people there are in ministry. And there is a real sense of, I mean, this isn't just at T4G. This is generally, I guess. But when you when you meet other Christians from other parts of the world, it's amazing how connected you are because of the fact that you're in Christ together. Yeah. Um, and that's true of the people that we just got to talk to for 10 or 15 minutes who stopped by our booth. It was, you know, like, where are you from? What are you doing? Oh, yeah, like, this is, you know, what Newfoundland is like. And, and just talking about the, the need and, and, the, um, and the gospel and what we're doing and, and ministry and church. And it's just so cool to be able to make those connections and just to be... Um, able to really connect with people in such a short time frame because um, it really doesn't take long and you know that everybody there is a Christian you know that you're mm-hmm. brothers and sisters and it's just a it's a really cool thing to be able to just like I said in just a few minutes um, really feel like you know there's a bit of a connection and a relationship that's already there you know for me it, it was this I, I could probably best describe it as an exciting tiredness when it came to the conference uh so you know we obviously we we went down to be fed and to you know sit under the teaching of some wonderful godly men and to just soak up the word and worship but then you know there's there's business you know we were there to represent and you know i have a people meter (laughs) Uh, and and sometimes that gets depleted really quickly uh depending on how many social interactions i have and so by the time uh the first night came and went uh, i was doing pretty good and then the second night i'm like uh, lord i need strength right because it, it, it's hard to talk with person after person after person after person if you're not used to it um and and so when we weren't sitting under this uh, you know fantastic teaching we were out sharing what god is doing here in saint john's we were sharing the difficulties and the struggles and the challenges and the blessings and how we're seeing the spirit move in downtown and kill bride and up in happy valley goose bay and it was it was a joy just to watch the expressions of people as as they're like really like this is happening in in canada and and so yeah it was it was an exciting tiredness as, as how i would describe it for myself yeah i i personally love chatting with all those people um yeah, I don't know. I just, I just really like, I guess, selling the the vision uh, of my own mission. I don't know. There just seemed to be something I, I, <laughs> I enjoyed doing, um, and then making those connections. Um, and yeah, just chatting with people. A, a lot, a lot of people just, I don't think they even knew where Newfoundland was on, right. on a map. Um, and but like to explain our context, our mission field, 
um, and and see a lot of people who were really interested in it um, and, and get to hear you know their story as well was was really cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think I think maybe just to kind of sum up what you were talking about in a word is that you know when you're passionate about the mission, the vision, which you which you are, you know, and and which we all are, but I think you know it's it's very actually fun and exciting mm-hmm. to be able to share that with others. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I mean, obviously it comes with that. There's the ask of, I mean, essentially it's, we, we went down there and we, we were asking for three things yeah. for prayer, for people to come and for people to give, because we need more people to be interns. We need more planters, you know, we need finances to hire those people. And, um, of course we need prayer. So those were kind of the big three things, um, that we were asking for and, and just passionately, um, and as Steve has said, you know, be unashamed beggars. Um, so that's what we were doing. Yeah, it was also really neat because we got put next to a group called One Hope. Mm. And they're kind of doing the same thing that we're doing in 20 Seams is doing only in Baltimore. Um, so if you want to check them out as well, because, I mean, we don't need all the glory for them so for ourselves. But you can go to onehope.gives. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, maybe I'm hoping to reach out to them. Maybe we can get them on and they can tell us a bit about what they're doing in Baltimore um, and the uh, groups there. Uh, but it was really neat because they're like a couple years even behind Mile and Mission. But it was really neat to connect with them and, meet, again, meet with other people who are doing the same thing that we're doing in different parts of the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? We're not competing against each other. Yep. We're all proclaiming the gospel and hoping to see people come to Christ. Mm-hmm. That, that That's the ultimate goal, goal here, right? Yeah. And it was fun to hang out with 20 Schemes as well. Oh, yeah. That was fun. 20 time. Schemes. Oh, it was great. Like, <laughs> and you can talk normal around them. You don't have to slow down, right? <laughs> it was so hey, good. Hey, boys. I'm sorry. I'm just... My mind just went back to what, what's something we took away from the conference as well. So one books, books, that we never even mentioned books yet. But well, yeah, no, like, thank you so much, T4G, and yes. was it ten for free or something? What ten, ten, ten of those. those, ten of those. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. They I, treated I us so well. I purchased three books. At, at, at the conference library, and I think I came home with like 47. So. <laughs> there were <laughs> right. a lot of free books. I didn't steal like, them, but buys, just... Buys each of my suitcases came in at 49 pounds each. Yeah, right? same. <laughs> but, um, one of the things that I, I really... I, I was really taken aback at this because I had never experienced this at all in my life. So we uh, the last night of the, of the conference before we came back to Canada, we went out to supper. Um, at a Brazilian steakhouse. At a Brazilian steakhouse. And it was yeah. amazing. It, it was it was amazing. <laughs> but it's an, it wasn't Curtis, only, tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't only the Mile One team that went out. Like there was a bunch of conference. There people. was, yeah. It, the whole restaurant was. I shouldn't say the whole, but the vast majority was packed with with believers, like Christians, right? And and as we stood up and we were getting ready to leave, one of the tables broke out in the Do- doxology. doxology. Right. And, and it was, it caught like wildfire. Yeah. Uh, everyone in the entire building was Starts singing. singing yeah. Right. And you, you saw people looking around like, what on? is it going on? And it was just, it was a great moment of just spontaneous worship in the middle of a restaurant, everyone singing, glorifying, praising God and people looking like, what is happening here? Yeah, half the restaurant was singing, half the restaurant was right? confused. <laughs> it was yeah. a really neat experience. It was though, really cool. That would not happen back here. Yeah, no. 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 I mean, it it would, it but it wouldn't <laughs> last very long. It wouldn't right? go very well. No. Um, yeah. I so, think. Um, sorry, just one other thing too. I one one thing that was really nice as well. Um, I and thinking about that meal. Remember, because we actually went with some people who who partnered with us, and that was one other really cool thing. 
um, yeah. thinking about we had a little point where everybody from Canada kind of gathered together. Mm-hmm. Um, and even just seeing pe- other churches, other pastors who have partnered with us, like I think of Matt Martins out in um, Black Diamond and, and Clint Humphrey from um, Calvary Grace. Mm-hmm. And it was just great to be able to hang out with those guys. And, and again, just to see, you know, friends. Just to foster um, that relationship. And, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So if you guys are listening, hello, we love seeing you. Yep. <laughs> and uh, I mean, there's even one guy, um, I can't remember his name now. I'm, I'm going to have to like maybe give a shout out to him later. But he gave us those free devotional, those, the booklets on, on the book of Mark for kids. Remember that? Oh, and, and the yeah. uh, Canadian oh, yeah, thing. Yeah. He, was, he yeah. was originally born in Atlantic Canada. Those were good. But he works for a, public, a Christian publishing company. And they recently just put out this like study on the book of Mark. And it's, it's like extremely well like uh, illustrated yeah. and it's really neat. Um, yeah, Matt got it there. I don't know if you can get the uh, name of it or anything. If not, we can give a shout out. Yeah, I don't know time. if anyone can see this listening. Hold up to the mic, Matt. Hold, hold up, up to the mic. Yes, can you see, see who created it, Matthew? Um, <laughs> can you zoom in on your phone and read it out? <laughs> so while Matt's doing that, there's also like, I don't know about you guys, but I got some pretty neat connections for people who stop by our booth. I'm hoping they reach out again. Yeah. Um, Bible Visuals International. There you go. Yeah. Look, um, look at that now. Check it out. I mean, I haven't read through it all, but at least the illustration is phenomenal. Um, and it was really neat. But anyways, he gave us a free resource if we had kids. Um, but uh, there's also, like, I met people who had no idea where Newfoundland is, but then I met other people who actually had connection. That's right. One yeah. guy's uh, wife's father, so his father-in-law, was born in Newfoundland, and I'm like, that's so random. But he actually oh, knew where it was. And no. well, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Who, who was he long to? <laughs> <laughs> but, and to tell them about, like, what we're doing in Newfoundland, there's a real connection there. I mean, I would love for them to reach out and we can talk more, but it was really neat for people who knew about Newfoundland, and you can tell when someone really connected what we're doing. I mean, we're not for everyone. That's that's fine. We get it. You can't support everything. Uh, but what kind of stories do you guys get when talking to people? Um, if, so sharing, sharing what we're doing here in Newfoundland, um, one of the things I like to do with people uh, as they came up to the booth was to I, I'd say to people, all right, I, I just want to do a little bit of, of an activity with you. Um, I want you to close your eyes. And I just, see nothing. I see nothing. Did you hit a gong? No, no. <laughs> and I'd say like, you know, as, as you're like, you know, stood there with your eyes closed, I want you to picture yourself driving two hours south uh, and then try to try to visualize all the churches you'd come across. And where they're from. Where they're from. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, after three or four seconds, most people will just start giggling, be like, I, but I can't do that. There's, there's too many, right? There's hundreds and hundreds of churches in a, in a going two hours south. Yeah. I tried that too. And uh, I switched after, be like, drive an hour. How right. many churches, right? right? And they're like, yeah, I can't count that. Exactly. And, and so then I'd say, for me, it's zero. Zero. And then just to see the expression change from this, you know, laughing and chuckling to like uh, legit, like uh, seriously, there's, there's, there's nothing. Um, and so it just, that generated a lot of conversation that, you know, allowed me to explain more about what, what it's like planting in Kilbride and, and, and south into the southern shore. And, yeah. and it was just eye opening. It was just, it was both a pleasure to see light bulbs going off and ideas getting bursted. Uh, and, and so bursted, is that a word? Yeah. Burst? Ideas being burst? Yeah, but something is being burst, and if it was done in the past tense, but it was... Bursted? It burst. Burst Burst? Anyway, Bursties. there you go. Uh, today's lingo lesson. Um, no, so it was just uh, just watching, you know, 
people's understanding of, of what it's like to plant your, um, grow and expand. It was, it was great. Okay. Uh, it's a verb to cause to burst, like bursting, to oh burst a balloon or to first for something open. Bursted. You bursted it open. So I guess it is a Can word. Can you fact check that, please? <laughs> well, it's on MiriamWebster.com. So I think that's, I think that's pretty good. <laughs> Any other neat stories, guys, before we clue up here? I mean, obviously, we, we we connected with a lot of people. There's some people from, a lot of people from Toronto I met and connected with. A lot of people from, um, well, obviously, the States. Um, you know, met, met some people from Tennessee, Oklahoma, Ohio. Um, it was really good to chat with them. Had had supper with one guy um, from Pennsylvania and get to chat for about, you know, 30, 40 minutes about our mission here and him telling us uh, his story and stuff. So, you know, lots of different connections like that, which is cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I met a young girl. She's a freshman when they were giving away the extra free books, and everyone was like galls. Like it was. Oh yeah, like it was maggoty. Yeah, it was wicked. Um, anyway, she I overheard her talking about that she had a heart for missions, and I was like, "So you're interested in missions?" Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "Have you thought about Canada?" And she's like, "No, I haven't actually." So I gave her a spiel, told her to drop by the booth. I don't think she did, which is fine. Um, but uh, it, it was pretty. It was pretty interesting to be like, have you thought about Canada? Yeah. <laughs> because we need people. She's yeah. like, no, I haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that was a really neat experience. So I got to share with her a little bit about what we do. And she was really intrigued. And she's like, how long is the flight? I'm like, well, we're going to be traveling all day. Like, yeah. when we go back, we're not getting back home until like 1 a.m. She's like, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> That's also because we had to really, it's all over the place with the connections. Yeah, we went from, on the way back, what we went from, um, it wasn't that bad. It was just Detroit, Toronto, Toronto, St. John's. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't too bad. No, but it was just long layovers and stuff. Yeah, I guess if anything, as we close too, for anybody listening, just from all of us, we'd ask you to pray that God would use kind of these these different conversations, these connections, mm-hmm. um, because I mean the the reality is the need is real. Um, so we do need people to to partner. We do need people to pray, and we need people to come. So yeah, maybe just as a note on that, you can join us in praying. Um, that this would be fruitful, that God would bless kind of the, the work that we did. and Yeah, more churches aren't a bad thing. And, you know, one, we don't have many here, but we do need more churches. Yeah. And that usually, you know, statistically it helps churches that are already established. So, you know, we're not like trying to say we're the great saviors in Newfoundland Labrador, but we do need the gospel here. Uh, so thanks for listening. That's one of the things that we've been up to in the last four weeks. Uh, next week you'll hear a little bit more about... Uh, they send that we're gathering that me and Matt got to take in. But until then, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Rugged Theology. Rugged Theology is brought to you by Mile One Mission. If you want to know more about Mile One Mission and our work in Newfoundland and Labrador, visit www.mileonemission.ca.